Welcome to Fire and Soul. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow, former TV retail host turned digital CEO of a seven-figure coaching and training business. Fire and Soul is a weekly dose of personal and professional principles to help you take inspired action from an awakened soul for epically aligned results. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered and transformational podcast. I believe the universe rewards the brave and that I'm here to awaken you to your infinite potential with less hustle, grit and grind, more ease, grace, and flow. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to this bonus series, Here's to the Brave, featuring graduates from my signature program, Live Video Mastery. It's been so fun to share these stories from these beautiful souls and their transformational results with you and to get your feedback. You're loving it as well. So thank you for taking the time to listen and uh, share with friends and, and leave reviews over there on the Apple Podcast app. That's just been awesome. Thank you for that. I always want to give, give, give as much as I can. And speaking of, I've got a free master class coming up called How to Master Zoom and Live Video Sales Like a Pro. In this free master class, you will learn how to command Zoom and live video, master what makes viewers convert in real time, and sell with simple live videos using my proven formula. If you want to register for that, again, completely free, you can head on over to michelle-sorrow.com forward slash masterclass. It's a simple little sign up. And when you do, you'll receive a notification from us with all the deets and we'll get to see each other live. Well, virtually anyway. Again, that address to sign up, michelle-sorrow.com forward slash masterclass. Meantime, please continue to enjoy this really special series. Here's to the brave. Well, hey there, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I'm uh, doing something a little bit different today than I've ever done before, which is I'm going to share some of my favorite things. There's nine categories. This should be about 25 minutes long max, and I hope it's fun for you. And whatever you might resonate with or like, ah, what? Any sort of feedback at all would be so greatly appreciated. And you can reach us over at michelle-sorrow.com. You can send us a little note and either share your favorite things or comment because uh, we always love hearing from you. So let me just uh, kick it off in no particular order, by the way. I'm kind of free-flowing, but I had nine themes in mind. I was like, ooh, this kind of represents me if I were to really think about it. So lifestyle will be the first category of, of, of how I create a life of by design that includes my favorite things. So you may or may not know this about me, but I am referred to as a sleep whore. Yes, I have to have my sleep. And I've always been that way since I was a very little girl. To this day, where I'm most comfortable is at about eight and a half hours sleep. And it doesn't matter how clean I'm eating, how shitty I'm eating. I still, my body wants and needs about eight and a half hours sleep. That's where I feel optimized. So the way that I plan my life is I will go to bed at whatever hour is required in order for me to make sure that I get those eight and a half hours sleep. So that is number one and super important. The other thing is temperature. 
I like a cool room at night. So I would say that 66 degrees for me is really key. And ideally, especially if it's winter, I'll have the windows open. I live in Santa Monica, a few blocks from the beach. And so I'll have that sort of salty air coming through and it's really cool and uh, kind of damp feeling in the winter, especially. And I like a cool breeze, like a slight cool breeze or chill in the air on my face. But then I want to be fully covered with all the blankies. Now, speaking of some other thing, this is hilarious. I have to have a 100% pure silk eye mask over my eyes. Then the night guard is in and then I have a pillow over my ear that is exposed. So one ear's on the pillow on the bed. And because I sleep on my side by 95% of the time. And then I've got another pillow over the other ear. Yeah, very sexy. It's like I'm like in my little cocoon. But that's just, oh, my my favorite way to sleep. So that's part of that. Now, linens, I spoke about, I want to have like a, a little chill in the air, but then be all cozy. It's not just any linens. I'm a little picky there. I like uh, very high and luxury linens. And the brand that I have been sleeping with for many years now is called Sfera. And uh, you can look them up, S-F-E-R-R-A. There's certainly some more high-end brands out there, but this just, I just love how thin, how lightweight, how crisp, and how luxurious the sheets are. And then my friends, I have an outfit at home because we're now kind of still in my home. And I have a go-to uniform and it's an XXL white cotton Hanes t-shirt, usually V-neck. And then it's some sort of drawstring pant, whether it's like PJs or sweatpants or something like that. That's like my look. And then I use like those hotel slippers. Uh, you can buy them by bulk on Amazon. So I'll get like a like a dozen or two dozen of those white slippers. They're usually good for a couple of weeks, to be honest, but they're like 20 bucks for two dozen. So I never feel like it's that much of a shame to toss them. Uh, but yeah, so that's my thing. I have to be in the slippers. At home, I don't like walking barefoot. And then I've got the oversized sweatpants or drawstring uh, PJ pants on, then an oversized XXL white t-shirt. Yeah, so sexy. But that's how I'm comfortable. And that's, of course, when the day is done. But that could mean literally at 4 p.m. So there it is. Uh, so that's in general lifestyle. Oh, one other thing. When I wake up in the morning, I refer to it as like I open up my home. So open up all the linen panels, like all the curtains. And then I usually crack open a window, even though I will turn on the heat in the morning to like warm up that chill in the air. And then I light a couple of candles and not just any candles. I have a very particular favorite candle a maker called Santal. I think that's how you pronounce it. S-A-N-T-A-L. My friend Jackie turned me on to this candle maker and uh, it's just, they're the best. They burn beautifully. They're very luxurious. They are certainly not cheap, but they are incredible. So I love those. And then I burn uh, every single morning incense and I love Nag Champa. And you can find Nag Champa basically anywhere, like at any Whole Foods, any Air One, usually any bookstore, especially they've got like mystic books and spiritual books and things like that. You're going to find crystals and incense. And yes, I do have crystals throughout and some really cool things. Not too much, just enough to remind me of truth. So that's my lifestyle, category one. Okay, move on to um, 
food. So food for me, we'll keep it pretty simple. I'm just going to tell you right now, if I could live on bread and butter, like real organic salted butter for the rest of my life, I think I'd be happy. Have an occasional Diet Coke. Yep. Still doing that from time to time. I would just be like thrilled. But sometimes I'll do In-N-Out. That's like my, ooh, if I really got to have it, it's going to be In-N-Out burger. And I'll get number two, a cheeseburger that's well done with grilled onions, the fries, and yes, the Diet Coke. And then I always get Samson. They called it a a puppy patty. It's no oil, no butter, no salt, and it's really well done and it's pretty clean. And then he gets that. But my go-to favorite food, it's changed over the past year. It was always Italian and it's still up there. I'd say Italian is in the top three, but somewhere in the past year, Mediterranean took the cake. So I love like steamed basmati rice, a little bit of seasoning, even better. Some grilled fresh wild salmon, like a Greek salad, a little bit of pita, some hummus. You want to put in, uh, you know, some grape leaves and some garlic sauce, maybe a tiny bit of fries every once in a while. That is my favorite. And so obviously, since we are all in lockdown and basically nothing's open here, I've been having a lot of Mediterranean delivered recently. Let's just say that. And everyone's happy because it's usually two or three meals in one. And Samson gets to eat a little. My cats get to eat a little. This is just of the salmon. Um, anyway, so everyone's happy. But that's that's my food category. My favorite uh, dessert is ice cream. I love McConnell's ice cream. I love Haagen-Dazs. I really never met an ice cream I didn't like. And my favorite flavor, believe it or not, is vanilla. I like to add Hershey's cocoa powder, not syrup, the bitter cocoa powder. I sprinkle it in and then I like make it into like a soft serve. So yeah, it's some work, but it's totally worth it for me in the end. Uh, that is my food category uh, in general. Oh, also at home for my for my beverage, it's usually going to be like a carbonated water with lemon. And I usually use like my essential oils, lemon drops. And I usually use Mountain Valley sparkling water. It's just like my favorite. It's the cleanest. I have it delivered by the case every two weeks. And I just love some sparkling water. Or yes, there's some Diet Coke in there from time to time, or just water, or occasionally I'll have just iced tea uh, if I don't have a Diet Coke in the fridge, which like I said, I do like maybe once a week. So it's just not not typically a daily thing. All right. Uh, I hope this is interesting to you. I mean, I don't know. I just find these things don't oftentimes get talked about. And we're like, oh my gosh, I would have never known. Or, oh yeah, me too. And I like hearing these things. All right. No extra time. This is our net time. This means that I could be doing this while doing other things, i.e. driving, running errands, taking hikes, walks, etc. So no extra time. What do I do? It's pretty much two different things. And it's podcast or my musical playlist that uh, I have on Spotify. So I'll first talk about podcasts. I've shared many times here who I listen to, but uh, just in case. So yeah, there's the business podcast that I listen to by people who are in my space, the online digital business space. And so it's, uh, or digital CEO space is really what I should say. Amy Porterfield's podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy, completely changed my 2020. If I hadn't listened to her episodes way back in March of the year, of that year around pivoting everything, I don't know what would have happened with my year or those next launches. And I pivoted exactly like she said in my year tripled last year. So Amy Porterfield is an incredible mentor. I also took her Digital Course Academy and I cannot speak highly enough about her world-class products. Then there's James Wedmore. I've been listening to him now for over two years. I'm a massive fan. They call him the Wedmore Woo. He does over 10 million a year. He's well diversified. He's been doing this stuff for like 10, 15 years, something like that. I'll find out exactly this year because I am. Oh, so I listened to his podcast, which is the Mind Your Business podcast. 
So his podcast is amazing and just so honest and real and so happy and so positive and just so smart. So that's it for those two. And then, oh, I'm applying to James Wedmore's Inner Circle Business Mastermind this year. You have to make a certain amount of money. Uh, you have to have a team. You have to have a key player on your team that's known as an integrator. And I have now done all those things. So I thought I wanted to join in 2020. And boy, am I glad I, I hadn't because I wasn't really ready at the level that I'm now ready. So he is probably the main main investment in terms of my true mentors for, for 21. And I don't even know if I'll get in. I'm going to apply and it's not even open yet. I just, I've sent in an, a message to say that I would like to apply and I've been assured that I will get that opportunity to at least try. So that is coming up and I'll keep you posted. But James Wedmore, I believe will be a very, very important person in my life by end of this year from all that I'm going to learn from him and turn this business into a rockin' multiple seven-figure year business, baby. Then there's Catherine Zinkina, who also, by the way, went through James Wedmore's inner circle. She's got a top podcast called The Manifestation Babe. She, I met her in a Tony Robbins event called Business Mastery in 2018. She was a platinum partner at the time. I think she did it two years in a row. And then she's also been to Rid me and tried the plant medicine. And so I just feel like I really relate to her. She talks about launches being with neutral energy and just total soul alignment. And uh, she was able to do a near $2 million launch in the fall. That was her easiest launch ever. And she explains why. Anyway, she's just incredible and she's young. She's under 30 and she's vibrant and she's smart and she's just badass, bold and goes for it. And I just, I have a lot of respect for her. Then I listened to Abraham Hicks podcast. Now don't ask me why they've got three that I'm aware of, but I have uh, all three of their podcasts on rotation. They're excerpts from their in-person events, which I've attended a few of those and I can't recommend highly enough, by the way. And so it's great because they're like nine to usually 12 minute bite-sized pieces of content. And then oftentimes that one content will rotate on all their podcasts. Again, I don't know why they've got three I don't know them to ask them, but I, I am curious as to why they've got three. Anyway, so it's all Abraham Hicks podcasts. And as far as I know, like I said, there are three. Then this might be a little strange to hear, but I am a major fan of a podcast hosted by Alec Baldwin. Yes, the actor, TV host, activist, et cetera. Uh, and his podcast is called Here's the Thing. Now, right now they're going through some transition. I don't know if it's still going to be called Here's the Thing. I know an episode came out yesterday, early January is when I'm recording this. So we'll see, but you can look that up and maybe even get some archive episodes. I love it because A, he's a, I think, honest to God, he is the best interviewer bar none. I can see why he really wanted to and maybe still wants to host his own television talk show. He's so natural. He's such a organic, genuine listener. He asks the best questions. I'm talking like Oprah level times 10. And he knows something about everything, whether it's like personal development, music, the arts, politics, movies, you name it. I mean, the guy is so well read and it's so diverse. And I find that I learned something that's super interesting every single time I tune in. So yes, I am a massive raving fan of Here's the Thing podcast. And that always surprises people because I'm not... I, I, I wouldn't say anything negative, negative about Alec Baldwin. I'm not necessarily a fan of his. I mean, I've always enjoyed his acting. I know he's been in a lot of trouble here and there with the media, but I just, 
you guys, you have to tune in when you hear him have these conversations and like with Barbara Streisand in her home and they're eating over the mic, which could be annoying, but for some reason, because it's Barbara Streisand, it's not annoying. And anyway, it's just so interesting and uh, eclectic. And then my final podcast that I listened to uh, pretty religiously, there's two actually, uh, it'll either be Lewis Howe's School of Greatness or Jay Shetty's On Purpose. Both of them tend to put out really, really long episodes. Also, Brene Brown got a sneaker in there because Brene Brown is my girl. But if they put out an episode that's like an hour and 40 minutes or an hour and 30 minutes, I'm not going to listen because I know me. If I start, I want to finish and I won't even start if I see it's that long. So I'm not that committed. But if it's like 45 minutes or under, which is what I try to do here, then I'm probably going to tune in. And I love both of their shows when I have that happen. All right. So that is for podcasts. Now for playlists, I don't really listen to any radio. I don't think I have for probably five, six years. I I have playlists on Spotify and I've got a few. I've got my Date with Destiny playlist. That's like the three different Date with Destinies over the past four years or three years now. And uh, so it's all like the deeply spiritual songs that just crack your, your heart wide open and keep you super close to your soul. One with your soul, really, to keep you in total epic alignment of peace, joy, ease and grace. Oh, and then the other is just like on fire energy, just like life will never be the same. Just just pure joy. Dance music is just so beyond epic and radical state change. And what's great about this playlist is that it's an anchor for me. And you can actually follow that on Spotify. It's DWD playlist by Michelle Sorrow. So I think that one's public. You can follow it. The other playlists that I follow are two and neither one of them are public. But if you send me a note at michelle-sorrow.com, I'm sure I can send you the link and then you can maybe see if you can follow it. And there are two plant medicine playlists. So it's just got really beautiful music that also are our anchors to being in communion with uh, Mama Ayahuasca, the plant medicine. And these songs, you guys, the lyrics, the beat, the rhythm, I mean, you just feel like you're in another universe in terms of what's possible, another realm of truth. And you don't need anything outside yourself when you are so tuned into source energy like this. And that's what this, it's basically shaman music. That's what it really tunes me into over and over and over again. So I would say between those, so there's two like basically plant medicine playlists that feel all shaman or the Date with Destiny playlist. Between those three, and then maybe for a week out of the year, a holiday playlist that I also put together, that's going to be it. The holiday playlist is not on Spotify. It is way back in the day when I was on Apple um, Music. I'm not anymore, but it's just like an old playlist and it's still there and I still like it because they're classics. Anyway, okay, so that's no extra time. Books, I'll rattle these off. Untethered Soul. I mean, bar none. Michael J. Singer, so good. If you don't know it, you've got to get it. Velveteen Rabbit is probably my favorite book of all time. And I realize it's a children's book, but it's just so good. Then there's another book that I still love. It's a children's book as well by Neil Donald Walsh called The Little Soul and the Sun. I have read that to multiple mastermind groups, to friends. I've, I've sent it to so many friends as gifts and they freaking love it. It is such a beautiful story about why things happen the way they do that might cause us pain or upset and what our soul agreed to do in order for that other soul who might have been upset for them to experience, let's say, forgiveness or compassion. And it's so beautifully written in terms of the epic divine order of all things, at least from that perspective. And I just happen to resonate and I love it. Uh, Another book that changed my life when I got my pup is called um, The Other End of the Leash, 
why we do what we do around dogs. And it's by Patricia McConnell, who has a PhD. When I uh, got my pup, Samson, someone recommended that book to me and I read that book and it's all I ever needed to know. I mean, I realized that it was all energy. And to this day, I have never once said to my pup, bad dog, no, don't stop. I have never had to say that to him. And is it because I got really lucky and he's just like a pretty much perfect pup? Yeah, there is that. Also, I'm a really good mom to him. Like I just am. I've had the time. I put the time in. I just, I cherish him. I just, I love him so much and he knows it. So he never has to act out. He just wants to please me and make me happy. But the other part that I really believe in is, is that when I read this book, it changed my life because I was like, dogs do not need you to communicate with them. They're reading and feeding off of energy. And so it's all the energy that can be felt on the opposite end of the leash. And I didn't really know that until I read this book. So most of my communication with Samson is just energy and hand signals. That's it. And then, of course, I tell him nonstop all day, every day, how much I love him, how grateful I am for him, how much he changed my life, what a good boy he is. Oh, he's just so good. Anyway, that book was amazing. So if you have just gotten a pup or you know someone who has that book, excellent. The Other End of the Leash by Dr. Uh, Patricia McConnell. Then the other book that I have I have opened up at least 1,000 times is uh, a New York Times bestselling book. I think all of these actually were, except the other end of the leash. But anyway, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Now, this is a book that suggests that any physical ailment or issue going on your body has a mental equivalent. And I tell you, with no exaggeration whatsoever, that anytime I have ever experienced anything, whether it be dental issues, a particular kind of a lump, I, I can't remember the name of it, it was, it was benign on the side of my head because I hit something. It's got, it's got a term, I can't remember it in the moment, or fibroid tumors or headaches or any of the things that were kind of chronic for me for a while, there was always a mental equivalent that was 100% spot on. Here's where it gets really crazy. Anyone else that I've ever known to pick up this book and look up cancer and STD, lung issues, IBS, you name it. It's amazing, spot on, 100%. So I can't recommend this book enough. You can heal your life because what it does is it helps you create the affirmations and the state of mind to overcome that mental equivalent that caused the illness in the first place. It's so radical, you guys. For some of you, it may be super out there, but I think for most of you, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, I already know the book. I love the book. I read the book and it's like my Bible, right? Because it's like my pharmacy now. I'm like, ooh, what's wrong? Open the book and then I know what I need to do and I just do some deep, deep inner work usually with the Nag Champa burning and the Santal candle <laughs> lit. Anyway, so those are uh, my favorite books. And I have so many favorite books that have changed my life. And they're all in the upper left-hand corner of my bookshelf because they're all like in a little section. There's so many more, but that's, I would say, in the top, top, top. Movies. I love talking about movies. For me, it's pretty straightforward. Anything by Nancy Myers, who uh, did The Holiday, Something's Gotta Give, uh, What Women Want, It's Complicated. Those are all Nancy Myers films. You may even remember loving the interior design um, of all of those movies and uh, and the houses and the settings and oh my God, so good. But of of the Nancy Myers films, the two that really stand up the most for me are Something's Gotta Give, Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson, and The Holiday with Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, and Jack Black. Love those movies. Love, love, love. Might have watched both of them at least 20 times over the holidays. Notting Hill. Yep. An oldie but goodie. I just 
just, I still to this day, I just cry. I'm so moved. The whole, you know, the whole cast, the ensemble, the writing, the acting, the story, just everything. It's just such a, it's just an epic fantasy with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant as the main leads. A so good family man. If I were to choose my ultimate holiday favorite, Every year I watch Family Man and I think it came out in 91 or 92, somewhere around there. So stars Nick Cage and Taya Leone. I probably watch it two to three times every single holiday season, no exception, and just recently did it a few weeks ago. The King's Speech, so good. Come on. So that those are my favorite films. And then my friends, for guilty pleasures, this is like television. Just going to say it right now. Shit's Creek might have seen the entire series twice at least. And by the way, if you haven't seen the bonus outtake at the very end of the season called Best Wishes, Warm Regards, it's like 45 minutes long. It's like a bonus episode. And it's basically like at the very, very end, might even be like the final day of taping of the sixth season. And it is so, so good. I was not into Shit's Creek whatsoever until I heard Michelle Obama talking to Oprah during the WW tour that was then re-released on her, on Oprah's podcast about Michelle Obama's favorite things. And it was just like this, this rapid fire question, list of questions that Oprah had. And it was, what are some of your guilty pleasures? And, and Michelle Obama said, Shit's Creek. And I was like, what? Cause I tried to get into Shit's Creek and I watched like maybe half of first season or yeah, first season. I was like, this is so stupid. Like, are you kidding? Like, I can't watch this. And then I tried again because my mom and my sister got really into it. And they were like, you've got to watch it. No, you you have to just get back. And I was like, oh, I tried. I couldn't get into it. And then there was something about hearing Michelle Obama say that it was her number one favorite guilty pleasure of all time, that she was obsessed. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to go back. I clearly missed something. And then I was hooked. And then it was last year, because that's when I did all that, that they swept the Emmys. I mean, they basically won every award that they were up for. It's pretty remarkable. Ted Lasso on Apple TV, starring, oh, good Lord, I can't remember his name right now. Well, anyway, Ted Lasso, huge hit. Learned about that from Brene Brown on her podcast. And Bridgerton just came out December 25th, 2020 on Netflix. It's one of the latest from uh, Shonda Land, Shonda Rhimes. And uh, it is so freaking good. I It's only eight episodes if you want to binge it. I've already watched it twice. Chances are you've already watched it because... It was number one uh, on Netflix for several days in a row once it, when, when it was released. It is just excellent. I'll probably watch it a third time and I cannot wait for season two. The other TV shows that I watch, now keep in mind, I don't watch TV. So this is all Netflix. I certainly don't watch any news whatsoever or tune into any kind of news or stuff like that. However, I will record <laughs> Real Housewives of New York and Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I will record Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, it's like my third favorite, but if I've got nothing else to do, which by the way, never happens, I will have that usually on in the background. That is that all those three shows are so crazy dramatic, but they're also fun. And I don't know. I just like watching them. So guilty pleasures. All right. We are just about to wrap up, my friends. Then there are two final categories. That is uh, my ultimate favorite vacation. And then how I like to invest in my growth. And and we'll start with that. So you, you obviously, if you've been listening to the show at all, you know that I like going to live seminars and I really do prefer them to be in person. And I, Lord knows, I hope that changes sometime soon. I don't know when, but I want to get back in the live arenas with Tony Robbins. I also have been in many live rooms with Jack Canfield and Panash Desai. And those are my three teachers all of um, last year 
year, Tony for many years, Jack Canfield many years, and then Jarek Robbins. Did I mention him? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, anyway, he was my, is still my small business owner mastermind coach, not in person. I haven't even met him in person, but I've seen him at some Tony events in the past. And then Evan Mark Katz, uh, I've also invested in. He's my love coach right now. Keep you posted on how that goes. I get to start dating, I think starting in a week or so. Anyway, it's all like a process and there's all this stuff that he had to do to get me prepared and all these things. And I'll keep you posted. Anyway, And then there's, as I'm hoping for 21, I get approved and I can join James Wedmore's Inner Circle Mastermind to hit multiple seven figures. I hope to do seven figures end of this year and then multiple in 22. Okay, so that's growth, my friends. If you're not growing, you're dying. And I am constantly investing in my own growth so that I can give back. Finally, my favorite vacation. Now, this is a tough one for me. I have traveled quite extensively. So the good news is that when, quote, lockdown happened, I felt delightfully housebound. Um, and why? Because I've traveled so much that it was kind of nice to give myself permission to just just be home and savor the slowdown and savor the rest and savor the solitude solitude because I was just go, 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 go. And whether it's, you know, an in-person Tony event or Jack Canfield event or traveling to Europe or, you know, South America or Central America, there was always somewhere fabulous to go. And so I have traveled to quite a few countries, I think counting, I don't know, 23, 24 for some, that's a lot for some, it's not, it's all relative. And I've had some pretty epic vacations. Most recently, I would say was Machu Picchu as the apex of a trip to Peru. And that was just out of this world. It, there's like a two week period in May where it's optimal, where it's not too hot yet. It's not raining. And it's like literally two weeks out of the entire year. And where school is still in for most kids around the world, whether it's, you know, winter or summer, right? Depending on where you are in the world. And so instead of having like, let's say 5,000 people up there at Machu Picchu, it might be like a thousand. So you have spaciousness and there's room and it doesn't feel like a, you know, holiday week at Disneyland where it's just thousands of people and you just, you're just, you feel overwhelmed, right? So that was incredible. And it was a very luxurious trip. And I was gifted that trip from a boyfriend at the time. That was a few years back. So that was a really special trip. But the, the trip of my lifetime, and this is where I want to end it just a little, little bit more about me. As I took myself on this trip, maybe 12, 13 years ago, I was very, very heavily at Agape International Center of Truth, led by Reverend Michael Beckwith, who was my first teacher, my spiritual teacher. I studied under him for 18 years. I led several ministries for several years at Agape. I was heavily involved. As many of you know, I I did a non-accredited degree through their university in transformational studies. That was back in my late 20s. So I was just very, very involved. And at the time, Reverend Michael was heading up um, something called the Peace Synthesis Dialogues, and it was going to be in Italy. And and there were all these other spiritual leaders from all the major organized religions around the world, including the Dalai Lama. And so it was an incredible trip on every level. It was it was absolutely luxurious, like first class. And we did Assisi, we did Florence, we did Rome. We, you know, we had a private tour through the Sistine Chapel. I mean, we prayed in a circle. There was like a hundred of us. There was like a couple of churches with like Mary Morrissey and Jean Houston. I mean, 
You guys, it was incredible. And Reverend Michael Beckwith and some other incredible people that you would totally know. And we would just pray in a circle with like the guards watching us, like one eye shut, like one eye, like side eye, like what is happening in here? Because we had all these private tours everywhere we went. And of course, what did we do? We'd break out in song and prayer and we'd dance and someone would bring up, you know, bust out the guitar, ukulele and sort of like some soft drums. And it was, it was just beyond epic. It was so joyful. It was so spiritual. I remember in Assisi waking up before dawn with my friend, Matt Boggs. He's a relationship coach. Many of you might be aware of Matt Boggs. And uh, Matt said, let's get up and let's climb to the top of the mountain that uh, St. Francis used to pray at here in Assisi. Be there when the sun comes up. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we wake up at like 4.30 and we were there. We hiked to the top of that mountain and we prayed, we meditated, we danced. It was so incredible. I mean, every level. Then we were in Siena at this private castle where it was like walking up. It was red carpet with flags and, and, and like knights on horses. And we were like in, you know, gowns and, and it was almost like old world, like black tie attire and just every level, you guys. And then we would have like these breakout sessions with Reverend Michael. We would recap the day of, of gratitude and growth and learning and, and how we could give back energetically and through prayer to just really heal the world. But what it was all designed for is to get us to the destination with about 250 people, because now it's all these spiritual leaders who brought their small groups, because it wasn't, it certainly wasn't an inexpensive trip, although worth 10 times what the investment was. I think maybe it was like 15 grand total. And it was like a three week trip anyway. And I remember I was training for a marathon. Oh, that's right. Or a half marathon, something. And I remember when we were in Rome, I didn't stop. Like I ran. So I would, I would get my tennis shoes. And even though it was like, you know, kind of lightly raining, I would still get my five, eight, 10 mile run in and just run through Rome or run through the streets of Florence or run through Siena. God, I'm just remembering that right now. It was just incredible. Oh, I also met someone in Rome on the Spanish steps. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And he became my lover for like two weeks. Like he followed me everywhere. He would like take a train to to meet me in Florence and we would have two days together. And, and for years and years and years, oh my gosh, he was an architect and a former Hugo Boss model. I mean, he was ridiculously hot and kind. And his name was Daniele Cosaro. And we, we, we stayed in touch for years. He was a beautiful, beautiful man inside and out. And uh, it was a very passionate Italian tryst. Let's just put it that way, which is what you should do when in Rome, right? Literally. But anyway, so where this whole trip was really headed was to bring all the spiritual leaders and their communities. And we were all traveling, you know, like with tour guides and, um, you know, you know, buses and really nice, luxurious buses with music and AC and food and drinks and things like that. And, um, and it was to get to this place, you're going to die. The Pope's summer house, summer residence outside of Rome called, uh, it's a little lake community called Castel Gandolfo. And that is where the Pope or his people allowed us to all congregate together. The Pope did not join us, FYI, but the Dalai Lama was there and special flautists and musicians from all around the world were at this peace synthesis dialogues. And then Reverend Michael Beckwith and all the other people that I mentioned and so many others that like rabbis and priests and ministers and reverends and, and, um, and if I said their names, you would probably know them, but I've, it's just slipping my tongue in the moment. But anyway, there was a moment where it was like a 20 minute meditation 
together with the Dalai Lama leading it. And then he would just break out into the, all this like, you know, deep belly laughter. And, and then we would all laugh and then we'd go back into silence and meditate. And you could like literally feel the one pulse, the one heartbeat. It makes me emotional thinking about it because the very mission they were going for, which is the peace synthesis dialogues. So here we all are coming from different walks of life, different religions, different socioeconomic economic backgrounds, different parts of the world. But we've all come together to talk about how we're the same. We're all the same and we want the same. Peace, joy, and love. Connection, understanding, harmony. And it was just such a beautiful mission to be a part of. And anyway, wow, I'm getting really present to that right now. It was just such an honor. Like, when I tell people this story of, of this, quote, vacation, it's just so hard to believe. It's like, what? Like, are you kidding? Like, one little piece of it would be too much. And it's just all of it. It's just so incredible. And and it it's just, it honors me beyond words that I got to be a part of that. And, you know, when I look at my life right now, it's January of 2021. And I always say this, and Lord knows I don't want this to happen, but I just say like, If I were to die today, I have sowed the oats. I have lived the most epic adventures. I have done the deep work with shamans in Costa Rica with plant medicine. I have faced my deepest fears. I have humbled myself to just learn the hardest lessons and to just like, oh, come back with such radical humility. I have built a business I'm proud of. I have healed. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, wow, when you really look at your life like that and you're like, what else is there? And yes, I'll keep finding it because that's the nuances that fire and soul is all about. Not that I need to keep finding them and keep seeking for places in which I need to do better. But I just find that the more that I grow, the more that I open up to more epic alignment, more epic adventures. So when I was going to Agape and when I was so heavily involved and yes, all of it was an act of service. I mean, you don't get paid to run those ministries and do to do all that, that I did for 18 years where I was there at least twice a week for hours and hours at each, each time. I did it because I could not do it. It was my place of service. It was it was where I felt like I could make a difference. And I wanted to give back to the spiritual community that had given me so much. And so getting to serve like that, I think, again, that action, which was inspired from deep within my soul, gets rewarded by those kinds of experiences, you know, because if I hadn't been at Agape, I hadn't, I wouldn't have been invited or known about the Peace Synthesis Dialogues trip in Italy. And there was only like maybe 20, 25 of us that could go. So it was like a maximum capacity kind of thing because they wanted to keep it deeply intimate. Anyway, just a banana story that, wow, felt really good to share with you. And I know I went a little over. So thank you for listening. My goodness. Ah, it feels so good to just share a little bit more about myself with you because we've been listening for, you've been listening for a while and I'm so grateful for you. Honestly, like it's all for you. And, um, and the more that I get to open up about these little things that like just help to put some context together, you know, like favorite foods and, and how we like to sleep and the temperature and how we spend our days. Oh, I should have mentioned, yeah, I'm a hiker. I like to take my bike on the bike path. Um, and I like to go down to the park overlooking the bluffs. Those are like the ways I spend my afternoons with my pups. Speaking of, I got to go do that right now. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to tune in. As you all know, we've got that masterclass coming up on Wednesday called How to Master Zoom and Live Video Sales Like a Pro. 
So you can join that by heading over to michelle-show.com forward slash masterclass. And all the information is there. You can sign up and join us. And I get to see you live on that masterclass coming up on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific. Outside of that, my friend, have a beautiful rest of your day. And if any of this resonated or you want to hit me back with some of your favorite things, by all means, please do. You can reach me directly at michelle-sorrell.com. Take care, everyone. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Fire and Soul today. Now that you've had a chance to listen to a lot of my graduates' transformational stories by going through live video mastery, I want to let you know that enrollment is open. You can head on over to livevideomastery.com. Check it out. Get all the information. If you have any other questions, you can always hit us up there. Livevideomastery.com. This program is only going to be open once in 2021. This is it, my friend. And class starts January 27th, which is just right around the corner. LiveVideoMastery.com to check it all out. Meantime, have a beautiful rest of your day, and I will talk to you next week.